and welcome. You are listening to the Real Exes of Portland podcast. I'm Heather. And I'm Sophie. And I'm Amy. We want you to join us from wherever you are, whether you're a mama hiding in your bathroom, driving in the car, or working out at the gym. But regardless, we want you to come as you are. So grab a glass of wine because it's Wine Wednesday. Cheers. Well, hello, fellow listeners, and welcome back to our crazy podcast, The Real Exes of Portland. I'm Heather. I'm Sophie. And I'm Amy. Well, today we have a real humdinger, our doozy (laughs) for you guys today. And okay, so in the spirit of talking about exes, which is the basis of this podcast or what got us started, we decided to talk about some real life X stories besides the notorious Mr. X. And we are going to start with our beautiful Miss Sophie. (laughs) You guys have been waiting for this story. I have told you about like little tidbits about Mr. White. You know, there's Mr. White, Mr. Brown, Mr. Blue. I have them all. Um, every color of the rainbow. And actually, I would say, what do they call that? Um, I should know this because I'm in marketing, but um, um, the, the different colors. Portfolio. Col- portfolio oh. of colors was a color. Oh, uh, the color, color wheel. Color wheel. Uh. I have a color wheel of boyfriends. <laughs> Ask anyone that knows me, and they will tell you that I always have a boyfriend. <sighs> except for the last couple of years, which has been, that's a whole other story, but we're not going to talk about that. Okay. So I have to just say something that's made me think of when you said Mr. White, Mr. Whatever, et cetera. I think, yeah, I think of the game Clue, (laughs) Mr. Oh yeah. Colonel Mustard, (laughs) you know, all those. I was thinking of a box of crayons. job and it's been heartbreaking it's been um uh, soul sucking it's a wonder we're still alive <laughs> how do we deal with I this don't shit no okay, well speaking of being alive okay oh, right. <laughs> let me talk yes. about mr you guys White. are gonna die when you hear this one we don't even know all the details yeah, we, oh, don't, we really don't. with juicy it's juicy me. amy and heather here we have really been looking forward to this <laughs> Okay, so when I first moved to Portland, it was when I was getting a divorce. And, uh, you know, I moved here with my son by myself, and it was a huge transition. Obviously, his dad stayed back in San Francisco, and my son and I moved to Portland. I rented an apartment. It was a big transition. He was in kindergarten. Anyhow, so I decided I was going to start on these dating apps, and I went to I went to the wrong one. Like fuck, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I was on our time. Oh my god! <laughs> Why in the hell would you start with that one? Because I haven't dated. 
it and like because I was married. I've never even heard of that one. Oh my god! It's the old people commercial with all the white hair. What the fuck was I doing? What the fuck was he doing on, on that oh, website? Yeah. I don't know. I, I soon switched after that. Yeah. But uh, I went to Bumble, and that was a whole other story. But No, Tinder would be the oh, opposite yeah. of our yeah. time. Because um, it said, right, like, I, when the original commercials came out, it said 40 plus. It's, it's like literally 50. I, wasn't, I was only in my 40s. Yeah. So I thought it was my... But all these old men were on it, and like. <laughs> Anyways, they really thought they hit the jackpot. <laughs> okay. So, um, so I met Mr. White through that ridiculous uh, website, and he he, uh, he was traveling for work, and we talked for hours on the phone, and it was just like kind of mayhem and kind of crazy, and he couldn't wait to get home because he wanted to see me, he wanted to meet me. So we finally met, and I have to be honest, I've never had this happen to me before. He was all over me, like all Very hands, handsy, yeah. like aggressively handsy. <clears throat> Wait a minute. Can I ask how long had you talked on the website or on the dating site before you actually met, met in him. person? Two weeks. Two oh, or three okay. weeks. Okay. Yeah, two or three weeks. You know, uh, married, divorced for five or six years had two kids teenagers talked a lot about them and was really proud of them and all that sort of stuff and overall you know he was just like I was like wow like what would my luck be I find yeah. someone right after I get a divorce or <laughs> going through my divorce anyhow so we uh we went out and he was all handsy and I was just like I, I that was a big red flag and I don't know why I didn't catch on to that because I I it was my first a relationship after my divorce so anyways uh, so we carry on and he was just re- like we probably broke up at least eight times like he was just <laughs> such a drama queen like oh my god yeah it was way too much and it continued to happen and what I didn't realize is that he had a a drinking problem okay mm-hmm. a a <laughs> <laughs> b he was a compulsive liar he never let me go to his house where he was living, supposedly with these other guys. And then eventually he moved back in with his mother. And I wasn't allowed to go there either. He would always come here or to my, to my apartment at the time. And he was um, just secretive. Like, it was just, now that I look back, I'm like, oh, he was hiding stuff. And, you know, and hated his ex-wife, and she won't talk to him, and he's just, you know, all pissy. And sometimes those things, I mean – Come on, guys. You, you at, at one point you got to start getting over this stuff. I know yes. some of it's traumatic, and oh, she cheated on me, and she's now with my daughter's soccer coach, <laughs> and <laughs> you know? just, it sounds like he always was upset about something, like or there was always a lot of drama. Yeah, yeah. It was he still had feelings for her, like like oh. Mr. X had for you. Okay. Like it was very obvious. I don't think some of these men get over their marriages very easily. And maybe mm-hmm. women do they more. They say men are actually more sensitive than women. You think? Yeah. I it, it's crazy. So talked about her a lot. And then um <clears throat> So anyways, we were on and off, on and off and he used to get pissed at me um about everything. So I started moving um 
I started moving, you know, I, I just started questioning everything and it, and it was just everything was a big drama. So I went to Canada for a trip, for my summer trip, and the, he had dropped us off at the, at the airport. I was late for my flight. He was like all pissy because I was late and I missed my flight and all this. I was, I was already upset. I don't know why people don't do this and um, give themselves some time to, <clears throat> to, you know, just calm down. I mean, I'm already upset. Yeah, you know, it's not it's it's not a big deal. But after that, when that happened, I got on that plane and I was like, "It's over, it's done, I'm I'm done with this guy." Yeah. Um, but prior, so a couple of months leading up to that, I actually had strep throat like four or five times in a row, and um, so he told me when I got to Toronto, he said I had I had a really bad sore throat, I couldn't swallow, blah 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 blah. He had told me that he went to the hospital that night and that um, they tested him and uh, they said there's something wrong and that he had a lump on his throat and it was cancer, he had throat cancer. Well, the other, one of his other things that he had, I was addicted to was chew. He oh. chewed all the time, mm -hmm. it was gross. Cause I would kiss him and then I would taste tin and I'm oh. like, what is that taste? It's so <laughs> gross. He, he didn't, he hid it from me oh, for the okay. longest time. That's horrible. I know. Oh, chew. So that's so makes sense. And I right. and I could see a bump on his uh, like I could mm -hmm. see there was something on his neck. On his neck. Yeah. There was something there. And, and that's true that chew can cause throat mm -hmm. cancer, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So he uh, moved on from. Uh, so anyway, so he called me and then he said, "I found it. I I have cancer. They found three lumps." in my throat and he and I'm in Canada I'm like in tears he goes I, I think it's a stage four he goes I don't think it's that bad because it's only stage four I'm like that is the worst I stage. know <laughs> that's what I said to him I said what? I think there's only four Are stages you, yeah. oh my God. like you think yeah. yeah you would think he would look up look it up a little <laughs> yeah. bit more yeah. <laughs> I've been told I've been and then I was in tears I ruined my whole trip I get back and um, you know, he was just like devastated and saying that his sister was helping him and he was going to go, uh, to get chemotherapy and all this sort of stuff. And I said, let me take you. And it was only down the street from here, one mm -hmm. of the big hospitals. And I said, let me do it. No, no. He wouldn't let me go to an appointment. He wouldn't let me, he goes, they're not allowed to, no one's allowed in, um, where they do the chemo. That's not true. I don't think, is it? Really? This, no, is yeah. pre, this, pre this is pre-pandemic. This is pre-COVID. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you could do lots of things. Yeah. 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 So at the same time, he decided that he was going to move to Spokane, which is, I don't know. I don't, it like was a seven five, hour. Oh, okay. I think it was five or seven hours. Okay. Uh, when I went there, it was during one of those those fires, so they closed down. Oh, so that you had to go around. We had to yeah. go around, and it was a long, long yeah. ass drive. So he moved to Spokane, and he was going to continue his cancer treatment. And he was all like pissed, like he was just, and, and part of me was like, I felt guilty and I had to stay with him. Like it felt, mm -hmm. but when he moved to Spokane, I was like, I'm moving on. Like I, yeah. I, I'm done. And you know, I still talked to him once in a while and all this sort of stuff. And he said he was going out with other women and going to these concerts and I don't know, he was doing all this other shit. So I was just like moving on. I started dating this other guy called Mr. Blue and he was a really nice man. And, but he was so jealous because he was 10 years younger than me. And he's like, how can you be dating someone who's 10 years younger? I'm like, who the, like, who the fuck 
for you. Like yeah. you're you're telling me you're dating these girls that are 22, 24. Yeah, why is it okay for you to do that? But yeah. Well, wait, was Mr. White younger or older than you or the same? Uh, I think he was the same age or yeah. maybe. Close anyway. Yeah, it was yeah. close. Okay. And um, so he eventually told me that he was going to go to, he was getting really, really sick. And he was going to go to these, this Indian, re- he went to this Indian reserve where they do this special. Um, rain dance? Rain <laughs> dance. Sorry, it's the first thing I thought of. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They smoke whatever. Put them in a smoke. I don't know what they do with the. I I try to research it. So every time, every peyote, peyote, I think is what they smoke. Anyway, we'll we'll check it out. Um. Anyway, so he said he went to the special house. Uh, it was between Montana and Idaho or something like on that border where Spokane is. And so what was happening was I started getting texts from his phone from a woman. And she's like, I'm his nurse, and he's, you know, not doing well, and he's sleeping like 17 hours a day. He just gets up to eat, and he's, you know, we're trying to work on his treatment. But she's texting me. So he's got a lock on his phone, but he's allowing her to text me while he's sleeping, and she's telling me this stuff. And I was trying to get as much information. I was doing so much research on these hospitals. I was calling hospitals. I'm like, do you know is, you know, blah, 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 is Mr. White, a, a patient there and they're like we can't tell you anything yeah and but I was trying like nothing was making sense to me mm-hmm. nothing was making sense to me um one of the very last times I saw him he was um his nurse was texting me and saying he's not doing well so he's not doing well you got to come you got to come visit him he wants to see you he wants to see you for the last time and I'm like, oh, my God. So I told my son, I, Mr. White is not doing very well. And and we're going to, uh, and I was going to go visit him. So Kyle made a, a card for him and all these pictures and, you know, get well soon and all this sort of stuff. And I go there, and I'm still dating Mr. Blue. <laughs> <laughs> you two-timing. No, just kidding. So... I went to the, I go, well, who's going to pick me up at the airport? She goes, we'll figure it out. I get to the airport. He picks me up. And he was really skinny, like lost tons of weight. He looked really sick, to be honest. Like he looked really, really sick. And all he wanted to do was go to a bar and drink. He's like, no, soap, we're just going to drink. We're just going to drink. And he, again, all over me. And I said, no, I'm seeing someone else. Like, I'm. this is over. I just came here because I thought you were dying. I thought I was going to be going to a hospital. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were, this nurse was going to pick me up. And then he started telling me about the nurse. Well, just to be honest, I've been sleeping with her. I go, where have you been sleeping with her? In the hospital? He goes, yeah. What the? <laughs> okay. Which I'm sure on some level that does ha- happen in hospitals. But that is not convenient for a patient and an employee <laughs> to have some oh, romping fun in the hospital. <laughs> I was like, really? And he's... And but he was still upset about Mr. Blue, so <laughs> that night I didn't know how. I thought I was gonna be going to his funeral, like literally, because he was dying. Yeah. Um, but no, he was a drunk ass. He was a fucking asshole. And um, I said, "Don't you have to go back to the hospital? Like, what's your deal?" He's like, "No, we'll go back to m- my apartment." I'm like, "Okay." And then we're. I go, uh, "Okay, I'll sleep here. Like, I'll sleep in the same bed as you, but nothing is gonna happen." 
he got so pissed that he pushed me off the bed. Like he literally, and I rolled off. And I'm like, what the fuck? You just, I, I said, and then he, he passed out. I'm booked the next yeah. flight I could find. I did not yeah. sleep that night. I went, uh, I woke him up I was at 6.30 or something. I'm, I'm leaving. Um, you can drive me or I'll take Uber or whatever. And he's like, wah, wah, wah. and he was just pissy. Dropped me off. And, you know, I don't know how long I didn't talk to him. And then I started getting these texts again still from this nurse. This nurse is crazy. The nurse was crazy. I, I should take out some of the texts that she was sending me. Maybe it wasn't really a nurse. As what I'm, th- I'm or thinking. Or maybe it was just him. That's what I'm thinking yeah. as you're telling Actually, me. I was thinking that okay. too. And it, like, he still loves you and he won't love me the way he loves you. And it was like, I'm like, <laughs> oh, seriously. So, um, so that happened. And so that was in like February, March. Okay. In April, I get a text from his phone again. And it says it was his kids. We're texting you to let you know that our dad passed. <gasps> oh, my. And through the kids. What? And they used his phone. I go, what? And I was bawling my eyes out. I was like, ser- and they were sending me texts like, oh, you know, he loved you and all that sort of stuff. I'm like, what happened to the funeral? Well, we flew to Hawaii to, that's what he wanted. And I knew, I kind of knew that. I'm like, oh, that makes sense and all that sort of stuff. I go, well, who was at the funeral? And he's like, well, his ex-girlfriend that he, he had an ex-girlfriend from um Hawaii and she has a kid and oh. he go, they go we think he's our half brother mm. so they were texting me all this shit and I was like oh my god they text me almost every day for months wow and then they started asking for money <gasps> they said that their mother wanted his inheritance because supposedly now he was always like a cheap ass asshole to me and didn't buy me anything or didn't do anything and supposedly has millions now and they said that his their mother was going wanted the money and so they asked me well we're trying to get money from you know we want to you know because uh, he owes my mom money and all this sort of stuff and we're going through legal proceedings right now we need money can you lend us money what that is ridiculous so I did talk I did, I had his son call me, and I, when I listened to, when his son called me, I'm like, Mr. White? And he goes, no, um, it's, and, and he said his name, and I go, his, the son's name, and I'm like, wow, I said, you sound exactly like your dad. Oh, <laughs> of course. But he was convincing, and why would I ever question someone dying? Like, no, why? Sure. There's no reason <laughs> Like, you know, uh, am I to question and say, you're lying, you're, yeah. you know, you're and not. is a big, heavy thing that you don't really mess around with, especially it, when people aren't necessarily themselves when they're going through that process. Yeah. So fast forward. So I was, they Did were. Did you const- actually ever give them any money? Yeah. I'm sorry. Maybe I should not have asked that, <laughs> but because they were so convincing. Yeah. 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 Oh. My mother's be my mother's being a bitch, and you know, um, 
you know, my dad would be really upset if he knew, but he was hiding this money from her and hiding the money from everybody. And it was Well, were of, they still, were they not? Oh, they were divorced. They were, his, as, him and his wife were divorced. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, wouldn't she have been the beneficiary? No. But the kids should have been. The other thing that the kids told me was that he had an engagement ring and that he was going to ask me to marry him. And the, he was coming on Valentine's Day. So a, so on Valentine's Day, I was with Mr. Bloom, and he did come pick me up here. And they said, well, he saw you with Mr. Bloom. And he had a wedding ring. He was going, he was, he, they said he was destroyed. It destroyed him when he saw you with, with Mr. Bloom. With Mr. Bloom. All this, all, like, it was crazy. This sounds like a TV show. So... I, you know, I grieved. I told yeah. my family. I told my friends. I literally, to be honest, a lot of my friends and fa- like all my family, pretty all my family, nobody knows the real truth. What happened? They all just know he died. Um, they don't know all the details and all that other stuff. So, <clears throat> uh, fast forward. So six months later, we're coming into October. I get a call from his son saying, hey, I'm, I want to see you. I really think it's important I come see you. I, I want to talk to you. And I'm like, absolutely, you can come anytime. So I made dinner. I was waiting for him to come from Seattle. So he came and um, so took him a long time. He got lost, supposedly. He was literally two or three hours late. <laughs> wow. So rings the doorbell. I'm like, okay, Kyle, his, he's here. And open the door, and I go, Mr. White? He's like, no, I'm, I'm like, like his son. I'm, 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 you know, Barry or whatever his son was named. And I go, uh, and he was like, adamant, fine, I'll just leave, I'll just leave. I go, you don't look like a 20-year-old man. You look like a 50-year-old man. Like, fuck. (laughs) And no, but he was adamant. No, no, I'm not. And so I felt his back, and he had this, uh, like, uh, one of those, like, bumps on his back. And I'm like, oh, you and your dad have the exact same bump on your back. Because I patted him on the back. And he's like, "Uh, yeah, my dad, you know, we're a lot alike. We sound alike. We look alike. I've seen pictures of his son. His son was, like, this little skinny kid. (laughs) <laughs> oh, but you had never actually in person met any of the kids. No, okay. he hid them. Like, yeah. yeah, they lived in Seattle. Were there we lived... even really any kids? I don't know. Oh He's, my! I've Lord. seen. Yeah, the pictures might have not been real. I I don't know because I follow his daughter. Okay, and um, she's a big soccer player. So oh, okay. Anyways, um, but so he basically came back. From the, the dead, dead as the sun. As the sun. <laughs> it's like a soap opera. What the hell? Okay, I'm so confused. As the world turns. Okay, carry on. Oh, my God. So he came here, and Kyle's, like, whispering to me, Mom, that's that's not that's not his son. Mom, that's, that's not his son. And I'm like, I know. Okay, I said, oh, you're going to go to bed now. So I, I put <laughs> Kyle to bed, and I sat across the table from him, and I played along. I'm like, oh, okay, so how about this? I said, um, can I, do you have a tattoo like your dad on your ankle of a 
palm tree or whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And I go, I know it's you. Yeah. So stop lying. Yeah. And I didn't want to do it in front of Kyle. I just really wanted to be. And I said, um, I just, I literally put my head down on the table. Like I put my, my hands down and I lied my forehead on. I just, I said, I have been mourning you, like literally mourning mm-hmm. yeah. your death. And you do this to me. You had the freaking balls to lie to me. And he goes, well, it didn't start that way. You remember Jennifer, the nurse? Well, she's, you know, she's the one that, because she was so jealous of you, she's the one that started it. And then I guess I, I couldn't let it end. Oh. Are we 10 here? I mean, what? This is literally. It messed up my mind. Yeah, this if, is like scary what? emotions. That's yeah. too, like, that's, that's it's, horrible. I mean, horrible. This man, like, I was, I was seeing a therapist at the time. And I told her the story. She goes, um, and she's like 70, 80 years old. She goes, like, in my 50 years of being a therapist, I have never heard of anyone doing this. She goes, they may lie to their teacher that yeah. someone yeah. died. Like, they're, oh, my uncle died, and yeah. so I didn't hand in my homework. Yeah. I, 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 she was, like, floored. And I tell you, I had to I was you know everything you think back of everything and when when these types of things happen Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be that someone pretends to die but you you start looking at it and you start like questioning yourself and you're going but he said that or his kids text me this and it's not real and I like it it is ah it's awful and my son yeah, it affected your son as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he goes, Mom, how, how I, I, you know, how does that happen? How can someone, how can someone, like, how can someone yeah. die and then come back? I said, I had to tell him, I said, nobody, nobody lies about dying when, like, fake a death. It's, <clears throat> it should be illegal, to be quite That's honest. That's what I was actually, that was going through my mind. Is there any repercussion? No, it was yeah. nothing, but... I said, um, when people die, they die. It's yeah. forever. It's, yeah. it's not something you come yeah. back from. No. Um, and it's not a soap opera. <laughs> you know, and, I, and it was hard because I was, when I was talking to my therapist, I said, I really, this story is unbelievable. And a seven-year-old boy should not be talking about this. Yeah. Um, I want him, she goes, well, you want him to talk about it. Okay. The worst thing you can do, her therapist, yeah, well, the worst thing you can do is cover it up or not talk about it because a lot of people do that, and then it's a deep, dark secret that lies in your family yeah. and that nobody ever talks about and that it it just, uh, you know, it grows into something, manifests into something else. Mm-hmm. I said, but I don't want him to tell, you know, my family and my friends, and if he has questions, I want to. So I talked to him, and, and we talked a lot about it. I'm like, how are you feeling today about this? And, you know, and I, and I checked in with him every day for a long time. Because it's a big story, and I keep telling him this is not something that people do, not good people. Yeah. And it's, um, and then uh, you know, and I didn't want him. My my parents were flying in a couple like the next week or something, and I said I don't want your grandparents to know, and the reason why is because I'm not ready yeah. to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, I there's 
maybe one or two people that know about this in general. Nobody knows about this. They know he died. Right. But they don't know he's alive. Yeah. So it's unbelievable. And it really, He's really, the one that needs to be going to therapy. I, you know what? what I the... looked up his ex-wife. Oh, I would love to talk to her. To talk to her. I know exactly who, yes. where she lives. I, I, I do. I, you know, and I, I don't know. I don't, you know, I haven't, maybe I've closed it like somewhat. Right. You know, Kyle's fine. We kind of laugh about it. But, um, and he knows it's not a secret. Yeah. And I said, if you do want to tell, like, I, well, the one thing, other thing I said to him is, if you want to talk to somebody or talk or tell somebody, a, oh, a fail. See, I, this time I didn't have any drinks, but I dropped the mic. <laughs> Whoops. Because <laughs> I talk with my hands. It's a problem. <laughs> but I think, you know, so I told him that he, you know, if he really wants to tell somebody yeah. like mm-hmm. his grandparents or an aunt or uncle or whatever, or a friend or a teacher, I said, come to me and we can go talk to them together. This is not a topic yeah. that, it, that you should be talking about alone. And so yep. I, I just wanted to make that clear to him because a, I didn't want him to feel like it was a secret or it was like something he's holding on to because right. it's a big secret and I'll get in trouble. Right. I wanted him to feel open enough that he can, you know, have feelings for it, it and express it. Um, and I felt like a real shitty mom. Like, how did I bring this fucking stupid, de- deceiving, awful person into our lives? And it sounds like you handled it very well, though. Yeah, I, I think. Agree. Yes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I couldn't tell anybody. It was like the most embarrassing thing ever. To people be like, didn't you, didn't you like see the signs? Didn't you do, 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 do? Why would you believe somebody if they, but, but, you know, that's what it was. That was the fear that I was going to get as far as backlash. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, is that when someone dies, they die. And, yeah. you know, why would I ever, ever, you know, I don't even know if he really had cancer or not. I really yeah. don't. Sure. Right. I wonder what he did to be so skinny and I don't look know. like look so ill. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe oh. he was having too much sex with the nurse. Oh jeez. Or chewing too much oh. tobacco. I mean Oh, he was drinking. He was drinking. Oh, oh drinking. Yeah. Oh, he was sloshed when I saw him that night. He was the night he came back from the dead. No, the night he Oh, oh yeah, the night um I went to see him in Spokane oh, when he was supposedly that, oh, on right. his deathbed. Yeah. The other thing is you don't necessarily see these things, especially when you're coming out as a, a, like a divorce or going through the process. That that takes a lot of attention and emotion, and you're still like dealing with it or not dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And then you meet someone, and you don't see all these things that we actually see now. Right. That's we're, like, a so very good point. From right. That. The only That's other true. thing that happened during that time, which I forgot to mention, was so when I saw him in Spokane and he was just like uh, distraught and everything, and I flew back, um, I was in contact with his mom. And while I was on the phone with him or her, I was on the phone with his mom. No, I was on the phone with him. That's what it was. I was on the phone with him, and he was telling me he was in a car and he was about to commit suicide. Oh, my God. And he he's like, I can't live like this. And then he's like, I go, well, what are you doing? He's like, I, I didn't even know what to do. I've never had that happen. And please. 
suicide is nothing to joke about and it is terrifying and when you, like I didn't even know where he was like I didn't know right. he told me he was in some par- parking lot I didn't even really know where he lived so I couldn't even and he said he had his neighbors or his roommate's car and that he bought the gun the day before in a Walmart and and then I heard a oh. gun cock like I heard I was bawling my eyes out I'm like please you don't need to do this don't do this mm-hmm. to your kids it, it's really he put you through an emotional ringer I yeah I mean what I he had, he didn't have the he didn't have the the guts to do it. Mm-hmm. He was doing it because he was he was manipulating, he was manipulating That's the me. The word I was gonna say, manipulating yeah. you. So yeah. when I got off the so finally I got off the phone. He says, "Oh, like he finally calmed down a little bit." I got off the phone and his mother was calling me, so I answered and I go, "Oh my God, I I just got off the phone with him and your son. He he wants to commit suicide." She goes, "Oh, he's done this before." Oh, nothing new. Nothing Jeez. new. Horrible game to play with mm. other people's emotions and minds. Our know. lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Whoa. This yeah. is a this is a doozy. It is a doozy. It's heavy. And it's sad that people mm-hmm. have to go to this length and you know This is like a true form narcissistic person who knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's the hard thing about these kinds of personalities, people is that they know how to play the game and play your emotions. And yeah, mm-hmm. you can you could be like, oh, I should have done this. I shouldn't have done that. But also, mm-hmm. they should never have done this in the first place. Right. You like, can't you beat know, yourself yeah. up because it really isn't you at all. It's them. But I feel like, yeah. and this is the thing, is the shame. Like, right. yes. I yes. believed him. Why would yeah. I, why would you ever believe blah, 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 blah. Why would you ever? And that's the kind of, you know, everybody's got, Everyone's got an opinion, which mm-hmm. is fine, and I appreciate. It. And I have really beautiful, wonderful friends, and they totally understand the ones that I've told. But, um, but part of me also did not have the strength to talk about this. Yeah, I probably haven't told this story in a few years, like because I just don't talk about it anymore, and I don't have to. But man, I don't know. I, I. Like every day after finding out he was alive and the deceit, I seriously, I would get this overwhelming feeling and I would, a a conversation or something came up Mm -hmm. that I remember from his kids, what they were saying to me. And, uh, I just like, I can't believe that was all a Mm -hmm. lie. Like you just feel, uh, I know it's hard to describe. It's hard to describe. It is very hard to describe that, that after having been manipulated manipulated (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. I just made up my own new word but yes um yeah I think that also it plays on like going forward how do you Mm. heal from something and make sure that that whole scenario which is a lot of factors doesn't trigger things down the road like that's something huge. We're not just talking about a simple intel and breakup. Like we're no. talking about a very extravagant, detailed. Six months. Yeah. I mean, that's. And it wasn't just, I find out he died. I grieve, you know, and he comes back. Yeah. It was, I find out he dies. His kids, suppose the kids continue this episode, this ep- this 
you know, storyline on, on and on. And, oh, we went to go visit uh, his uh, son that we didn't know he had. And we went and we gave the mother a check for $40,000 and made her sign this. And, like, it, it was, like, it, like really, like, it just, it wasn't like, oh, we missed, you know, oh, like, it wasn't, it was, like, yeah. literally very very detailed information about everything that was going on in their lives it was um and what they were dealing with i felt terrible for them sure that they had that their that their father left his un you know resolved issues and they just found out that they had a new brother like it was weird like it it was I think we also do these things because we do know that these kinds of things exist. These kinds of stories do exist. So we're like, of course, you know, these traumatic, horrible experiences happen. So you like give your heart or give your emotions way more than you may normally would. Mm -hmm. And then he or multiple, you know, factors, maybe it was his kids, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was somebody else, but all these people played this traumatic storyline and it's awful yeah so well, how do you feel about it now like sharing it was it was good to share um and my neck is starting to get in our oops, <laughs> excuse me <laughs> as you can see <laughs> you might want to tighten the legs on that chair it's <laughs> worth <laughs> to tighten my legs <laughs> I let loose and then everything else comes up. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, well, I thank feel, you for yeah. sharing that story because I could just tell in the time I've known you when you've just eluded to the story, I, I could tell it was a big deal. It was a big yeah. deal. It was a doozy and it was something that I would love. If someone else has had in this situation, like I would love to hear about it because I it, it was... uh, who knows maybe it could be him too I don't know what else he was into maybe there's other exes from that same man that he did the same thing yeah you know you feel alone like this is so extreme while we hear about them we don't normally hear about them in our regular circles right we only hear about these things like on you know dateline or (laughs) or the con you know the one that um Whoopi, uh, yeah, Whoopi Goldberg does that, uh, the con, which is like a... Oh, I don't know that one. Yeah, it's, um, I believe it's like, um, it's about people who actually are, um, say they're millionaires and then Ooh. are not, and okay. then, you know, these women yes. get caught up in it and all that sort of stuff. I mean, there's lots of shit that happens to people, mm-hmm. and um, I could yeah. never imagine, like, but this story, I mean, even my therapist is like... Uh, you could write a book. You should write this down um, because <laughs> oh, yeah. it's it's pretty, it's so messed up and so complicated that it, you can't even believe that somebody would would do this. Do this. Um, and, be, and these are the things also that we, we watch in movies or read about ourselves and never in a million years think it will ever happen to us right. like we don't go into these things thinking it will happen that's to right us or a friend or whatever so okay, you can write a book i could write a book so that's my story and she's sticking to it <laughs> yep 
And I have more. Thank you, Sophie. Yeah, I know. We We do. We all all do. I think think we're all going to have our big doozy of a story and we're going to share, which is going to be great. I was the first one. Oh, my God. Breathe. (laughs) Breathe. And I think it's, I mean, I, I do think, like you said, I think that if you're out there listening and something similar has happened to you, we want to know. Like, we want to know. We also want you to know that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And it is interesting, but there is this level of therapeuticness. Mm-hmm. Therapeuticness. <laughs> Anyways, I'm always making up words, but yeah, it um, it is. It it feels it it lightens the load. Yeah. To talk about it, yeah. as as difficult sometimes as it is to get started, um, yeah. it definitely lightens the load. Yeah, so. I'm glad I told the story and. Yeah. I um, think I'm going to need a shot. Well, I know. I'm sitting here looking around going, okay. Oh, we that's have the right. Shots. We have those special ones you got for Christmas that you were going to share. I do. I do. So what, what's, oh. the, what's next on the line? Sophie's getting something special out of the refrigerator <laughs> for us to, um, what do you call it, close out close the up. episode. Because that was a doozy. It deserves. It deserves. deserves. I think it deserves a lot more than a shot. It's a twisted shot. It's called. So there for a twisted story. For a twisted story and a fucking twisted man. There you go. Uh, You want to twist his balls? (laughs) Twist his balls. (laughs) Fucker. Uh, So we have mint chalk. We have chalk mousse. We have chalk salted caramel. Ooh. And we have mocha chalk. I'll do mocha chalk. Mocha chalk for this you. This isn't chalkboard chalk, is it? No, okay. no, no. Chalk as in chocolate? What was this one? Mint. mint. Oh, I'll pick the mint. I'm going to do. We should all do ooh, green. Do we shake it? I don't know. You oh, no, actually, they don't, it's, they don't it's mix. They're half and half. Oh. There's a separator. Ooh. Oh, wow. And we should describe these to our yeah. listeners. These. It's I've, like a clear liquid on one side and like a milky I, substance. Milky substance, a.k.a. chalk. Chalky. <laughs> Ch- chalky. Shit, is this like the stuff you have to drink before you get a CAT scan? <laughs> God, that chalky stuff. Oh, yeah, it has the, okay. let's see, a refreshing white chocolate. Oh, that's the oh. mint one. And a peppermint treat. Okay, okay. what was yours? Uh, cho- mocha uh, chalk. <laughs> tasty match of chocolate liqueur Ooh. and velvety coffee cream okay i'm gonna peel the top off this thing oh, and sophie but, got orange so ooh. a delicious oh the orange color yeah, yeah orange color sorry a delicious mix of a rich chocolate cream combined with a sweet and savory caramel mix Ooh, these sound really sweet <laughs> uh okay here we go. I'm peeling off the top. Oh, let me s- give it a sniff test here. Right. And, there, and, it, and it's actually, oh, it feels like glass, but it's Ooh, it glass. smells like a, like a B-52. Does anybody Ooh, know what yeah. that shot is? Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a twisted shot. Okay. okay. And then when you drink it, the two mix together. Oh. I, it's is like, how it goes. Smell, yours. smell. Yours is way better than Let me smell yours. And by the way, this was Ooh. bought in Canada. Oh. So I don't know if they have them here. Let me smell the caramel. The mint one. Yeah. The mint. The mint the one's a little, a little bit questionable. It, it's questionable. And what's yours? Yours is mocha. Uh huh. Yeah. Mocha and yours smells great. 
Oh, yeah. That's, I'm that's cons- fantastic. <laughs> if you call us later and say <laughs> you vomited, like I would computers. not be. <laughs> 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 I'm going to pee. Don't make me laugh okay. now. I haven't gone to the bathroom okay. in an hour. Okay. One, two, three. Mmm. That's good. Mmm. Oh. That's delicious. That's pretty bad. good. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. That is. We will. We'll actually post these. We'll oh, post yeah. Let's do it. One of okay. our Instagram. On Instagram. <laughs> it might be Canadian. Um, oh, no. We can't get it here. Oh, what? Yes. You imported for oh. an independent distiller in Canada, in Burlington, Ontario, but product of New Zealand. Ooh. And well, Twister damn. Shots. I guess we're going to have to go to New Zealand. <laughs> Shit. For our next. For our next. Good, though. Can we write that off as a business you, expense? <laughs> I okay. think we can. <laughs> okay. This was really good. Very therapeutic. Um, who's going to go next? I don't know. Beat you guys. I don't know which one's going to go next. It's either next episode. You will either hear from Amy from one of her scary, exciting <laughs> dating stories, or you might hear from me, Heather, regarding one of my but you scary, hear from exciting. One of them. Yeah. 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 It should be interesting. I actually have two. <gasps> oh. So I'll have to... Hmm. It, yeah, I have Mr. E and Mr. R. <laughs> so I've got the colors of the rainbow. I've got the You've letter. you got the alphabet. I've got the letters yeah. of the alphabet. <laughs> I think I'm using sports. Okay. Oh. oh. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. So we'll have all all, all the uh, abbreviated, abbreviated relationships. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. We'll love you guys. Until next time, over and out. All Bye. right. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.